and it's a pleasure to engage with the leader of the New Zealand Public Party. Billy, now your professional entertainment name, and I'm an expatriate Aussie with a big heart, is TK Junior, but you've got a beautiful last name. It deserves <laughs> the proper pronunciation and mana. How do you say your last name? So thank you for that welcome. It's uh, Billy Tekahika. Thank you. Yes. Hey, look, you're a celebrated musician in your own right, but your, your dad's a bit of a legend. He's a bit of a blues icon, isn't he? He certainly is. Yes, we've, um, we, 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 have, we have a uh, wonderful uh, history in New Zealand music, and dad is certainly one of the legends of that. And um, some of your listeners will, will, will remember a wonderful late 60s, early 70s New Zealand rock band called Human Instinct, of which my dad was was the seminal rock guitar hero of the of the era. So, and then of course my own career. Um, speaking of wonderful Aussies that I've played with, which would include Jimmy Barnes and Ian Moss and people like that, really good friends of mine. And, so, what uh, does your dad make of you now? I mean, this is all very <laughs> sudden, and this is the purpose of the interview. What does he make of you being the leader of a meteoric rise with momentum on the, on the rise, uh, a political leader, the, the leader of the New Zealand Public uh, Party? What does he make of all this? Um, he's, he's pretty much like me, uh, pretty stunned. Um, <laughs> my, my dad is very much of the of the of a relaxed nature and um, likes to kind of sit back and um, and enjoy life and not be too stressed about anything. And um, so he's he's very very surprised. I, I think he's quite proud. He, he understands uh, what I'm what I'm standing up for, and um, and certainly uh, shares the concerns I have. But that's. It's one thing to have those types of concerns. It's another to actually stand up in the public like I'm doing right now and right. Uh, address them. Billy, let's abbreviate things and put it in context. Sure. It's, okay. it's the lockdown of COVID-19. You're a smart guy, charismatic. You do some research. You have some major concerns about what happened, not only the curtailment of freedom, but COVID-19 and the whole thing. You, you had an epiphany moment. You did research and now you've got a political party and you're on a roll in this momentum. You had a big crowd last night. And I've been watching the videos. People have not only been going out in droves, hundreds of people, you've been getting standing ovations. So what is going on in as few words as possible? Uh, tell me your story. Uh, what's behind this sure. political party, the New Zealand Public Party? Well, I think number one is, is that the, uh, the, the New Zealand public uh, themselves started to suspect that there were some some pretty key concerns around the ever-changing narrative around the COVID-19 health issue. Um, and then, of course, with the, uh, the addition of the COVID-19 health response bill, the, the, uh, the situation surrounding the actual lockdown and the legality of that and how that was challenged by Crown law uh, really started to get people thinking. So it got me thinking, and I did some intense research. Um, I'm, I'm research and, and investigation trained. And I was able to apply those skills to, to number one, assess data that was available around the COVID-19 health uh, um, crisis and the medical basis that was framed on. And secondly, uh, to address the, uh, the, also the legal issues around freedoms and rights and the, and the erosion of those. And then thirdly, how that could be part of a global rollout of a... Yeah, um, Billy, I've done plan. the research on you. You're clearly yeah. charismatic with the X Factor. You're a musician, you're succinct, you're entrepreneur. I could see that you've got the charisma and the drive to form a party and you're getting great buy-in. But why a political party? Why not just use your celebrity and your gifts to lobby or make the news? Because there are mainline media 
in the main, probably is not going to give you much a look in because you're interviewed by Peter Evans. You're probably seen as almost marginalised or into conspiracy theory. So why mm. a political party? Why not just well, use your mana and your profile to raise the issues? Yeah, sure. And that's exactly what I did. Uh, exactly that, Brian. And what happened was um, almost 700,000 people dialed, in, dialed into the information that I was providing. And, um, and believe me, I was, I've never had any plans to, to be in politics. I had, have no desire and had no desire to, to be, be a worker at the parliament and certainly, um, you know, had, had no plans for it to, Billy, to was this in response to tweets or Facebook postings that you had this avalanche or overwhelming response? Yeah, sure. Uh, literally thousands of emails, thousands of Facebook messages, everything that you can imagine, every type of platform. Um, I then went on Māori television and did a did quite a quite a um, quite a good interview about why my position, why I was thinking that there were problems with freedoms and democracy in New Zealand and the basis for that. And really, that it's a, that really set set fire a whole tinderbox of of people wanting me to stand. But I can assure you, Brian, that um, my wife certainly didn't support it. Um, we I didn't support it, and it took me a number of weeks to decide that that I would actually stand up for something so important as rights, sure. democracy and government accountability. CV and it was only a few years ago, you were flanked by Helen Clark yes, at the UN no, no. and you were the man, you were organising this international indigenous music Correct. festival. And, you know, you've been the managing director of indigenous business consult, hugely yep. respected. And, you know, like, so for you to go from that to fronting a, well, a small but dynamic New Zealand public party is a bit of a shock, isn't it? It, it, it certainly is, but, but what it does do, it, it does tell you that the New Zealand public themselves in large, large, large numbers are not happy with this current government. Yep. All right. Now, I'm trying to work out why you're getting hundreds of people supporting you and standing ovations. I mean, clearly you're a good talker. Now, I saw at one of them, and I'm not trying to um, slag you or marginalise you, but at one of them, you were Brian, Bishop Brian Tamaki was there on Māori TV, endorsed you. And then you got the interview, and it was like 90 minutes with... Peter Evans, the celebrity chef, and he was um, showcased recently with Liz Hayes on, on 60 Minutes. So right. is it a religious party? I mean, are you a man of God or is it just that your, your, your message is appealing to so many diverse groups? Yeah, well, number one, it's a political party. Um, I don't believe that religion and, and Christianity goes in with politics whatsoever. So I don't agree with, with Christian political parties. I don't believe that they should exist. Secondly, um, I am a Christian, and I'm very upfront and proud of that. I come from a very diverse spiritual background. Uh, with my mum being a Buddhist, dad being a follower of the Krishna divine light principles. Sure. And um, so I grew up with a very, very broad respect uh, for rights and freedoms, and that includes the right to believe what you will on a religious or spiritual basis. Uh, but what we, but just an answer to your question, uh, uh, mentioning um, uh, Brian Tamaki, I don't know Brian very well, but I know that he had a, he's got a, uh, a political party. And on the night of the launch, what I did to show solidarity to the, to the public and to display solidarity amongst minor parties, I invited all of the minor parties to come and get some free time on my platform at my event to awesome. speak. And, and, that's, and that was what Vision was. I noticed in a recent presentation, you, mm. you allowed um, Sue Gray with the Outdoors Party to have a bit of a look. And my, my concern is this, there's a lot of what you're saying that is similar to the new Conservative Party and the Outdoors Party. Aren't you going to split the vote? Now, I know you have this advisory board, 
but I, I'm concerned that you're all going to get about 1% or 0.6% and you're all going to miss out. So um, given you're the most eloquent, why don't they all get behind you? Or do you think you should all get behind uh, Leighton Baker with the new Conservative Party? Because they've probably got more money and they've got a better infrastructure. Well, I wouldn't say they've got um, uh, better infrastructure and we haven't even begun to fundraise yet. I think the number one thing is I think all those parties, they're very, very narrow in their appeal. Number one, they've got um, the, sort of the pillar program that they have in terms of their policies is very, very narrow and it's very niche. But the concerns that are most important to New Zealanders right now are my concerns, are their concerns. That's rights and freedoms, democracy, government accountability and transparency. And none of the other parties are standing for that. And that really surprises me. It disappoints me because I, I wouldn't be sitting here um, at the front of a, of a massive movement. I'd be at home with my, my beautiful family, sure. uh, you know, enjoying my family life that I love so dearly. But um, none of the parties were doing that. And I guess to give you some examples, just a brief one example, when one of the other minor parties that you mentioned, when they post something after two hours, they have, they have 26 views, no shares, maybe one or two comments. When I do that, I have 30,000 views, 1,000 shares of 1,500 likes. So when you talk about um, infrastructure, our, our party or movement is based on people infrastructure. That That's a difference. A reflection on your amazing X factor and, and your leadership and you've just got the moves <laughs> and the strut? Or is it that... I don't know. That, do you think that's the proof that the message is resonating with people? How do we know it's not just you? How do we know you're just not charismatic? I think number one is um, what I always say in my broadcast is be calm, be credible, be factual and, and stay on solid ground in how you present. So I think that's number one. It's the tone that I present the information because I'm not interested in conspiracy. I'm not into conjecture. I'm into proven issues and responding to the concerns around those issues. I think that's number one is the approach of presenting the information. Number two is, is, is that the, as I say to people, this movement wasn't born out of an ideology or a pressure group type situation. It was actually, actually born out of a response to saying things that, that hundreds of thousands of not millions of Kiwis are okay. thinking right now. And they've got behind well, me. Billy, let's just quickly board. go through the, the main points. You know, sure. some of the taglines here, um, uh, freedom and democracy movement. Um, yep. And we'll just go through some of the what you stand for. We will uh, rebuild New Zealand back into a democracy. You believe that's being completely blindsided by the COVID-19 response. And this has been used, what, um, with stealth to try and erode democracy and transparency, do you? Oh, absolutely. I think that's proven. I've studied, I've studied law and the process of um, reading bills into law. I've done that for a number of years. And that's been absolutely... Um, um, evaded the, the demo, democratic process by this government. And that's something that every New Zealander should be very concerned because when you have a, a de democratic society like New Zealand and you have a government in power that introduces law without the requisite scrutiny and oversight by select committees, by the public themselves, uh, themselves, then you've got a real issue. Right. And Just, when you have, yeah, at, let me finish, uh, yeah. Brian. When you have the, have a COVID-19 health response um, bill, which goes into law and allows authorised persons and in inverted commas to enter your, enter your property at any time uh, to, to take you and your family without warrant and detain them and force a medical procedure on them. That's a major, major concern. Right. You believe we need to have a, a constitution? Definitely, because what, what restrains governments from overreach is, is the strength of the constitutional framework. And what we've seen revealed now is that there are no such things in place to protect, protect New Zealand citizens 
and that's of major, major concern. I mean, and then on top of that, you have the government now trying to introduce 15 new bills, and one of them includes an amendment to the New Zealand Bill of Rights, which is the untouchable document. And you can't yeah, there's do just that. a few areas here where maybe maybe we've used as marginalised because. Here's the thing. I'm a staunch believer of the freedom of speech and my yeah, heart yeah. warms. But obviously, you know, I, where possible, I, I do listen to what dentists have to say. And if, if the health ministry recommends fluoride and vaccines, but I respect free choice. I really get the impression when it comes to public health, you know, like you're concerned about 5G. Are you completely anti-vax or you just want people to have free choice? That's exactly it, Brian have free choice that's the issue the issue is around the the medical science around vaccinations that is of course controversial but not what is not controversial is the idea around freedoms around it medical sovereignty health sovereignty and having the freedom of the choice and what this government is working towards is the potential framework to be able to force vaccinate people and that's something that new zealand citizens can't stand for all right i have to ask this one look you are smart, you've studied law, you're a musician, you speak well, and you know, you've investigated, but at the end of the day, you don't have a PhD mm -hmm. in that word that I struggled to pronounce, epidemiology. It's epidemiology, against, yeah. and we don't have time to talk about it because I've watched it at length. We don't have time to talk about the Imperial College of London and Bill Gates and what's happening and the guy that cries wolf, Professor Neil Ferguson. But at the yep. end of the day, Ferguson, at the end of the day, you're a lay person. Mm -hmm. So your investigations versus the whole Ministry of Health and Dr. Yep. Ashley Boom. It's a big ask to go with your interpretation rather than the government and the Ministry of Health, Billy. Okay, I think the most easiest way to destroy that, destroy that position is this way, is answer like this. Bill Gates, who's Mr. Let's, Global, Let's Globally Vaccinate the World, what medical epidemiology uh, degree has he got? Well, he's a. It doesn't he, have one, does he? He was Brian? the richest man in the world, wasn't he? That, no, 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 no. Hold on, that's not the question. What epidemiology degree has he got? Well, um, yes. That's my point. point. Taken. I can suppose you, can you where take he's that got, as a point. Yeah. Thank I you. Suppose. No, no. There's no. There's no. There's no rebuttal in that position, my dear friend. Respectfully to you, of course. But oh, what no, I can I'm, say, I'm, you don't. What have I can to, say, no. Right? What I can say is, Brian, is that I'm a big fan of Dr. Simon Thornley from Auckland University. A, a fun, an absolute. Uh, fundamental genius around epidemiology and his team of associates that, that uh, wrote the Plan B document. And these scientists that are our very own spoke up loud and clear that they did not agree with the, with the response narrative uh, to the COVID-19 health crisis. And then, of course, when you examine Dr. Dr. Bloomfield's history as a WHO executive of infectious diseases uh, staff member, um, you start to see that really that what he is, what he is putting out as a, as a, is a doctrine around um, unproven uh, medical information, which has been so substantiated. Are you by, encouraged, even though the media here regards him as a tosser, and he is the most powerful man in the world, are you encouraged by the sceptical position of Donald Trump, who was wishing to withdraw the funding for the World Health Organization and did dis describe the virus as the Chinese virus? And or <laughs> he didn't go as far as you were saying as a bioweapon, but the most powerful man in the world portrayed in the mainline media as a, as a conspiracy theory and a tosser, the president of the United States of America. So you're not completely alone, are you, Billy? Well, I think, look, let's, look, let's examine who's calling him a tosser. Number one, our own prime minister is, and she's the very one that, that, is, that is basing the, um, the whole COVID-19 response on this faulty information that's been called out. Number two is that um, Donald Trump himself has actually uh, halted the Bill Gates vaccination program investigation plan 
for the United States. He's halted funding to the WHO. He's removed Dr. Anthony Fauci, who was Mr. Vaccination, National uh, Director of the National Institute of Health. He's removed all those people based on solid evidence and, uh, and the fact that the information and the narrative that was first provided to the global unit to confront COVID-19 has proved uh, uh, without foundation and credible basis. So he's removed all those people and funding. And I think we need to take note of that. Billy, I probably should have asked this at the very beginning and then people would have watched the first five minutes. Open question, sure. why vote for the New Zealand Public Party? Well, number one, it's second. a sensible... Yeah, sure. We are a sensible people's movement. The things that concern New Zealanders right now, number one is rights and freedoms. Number two is, is government transparency and accountability. Number three, public safety. Number four, having the economic experience and access to expertise that will get us out of this, this, this mess of a financial situation that we are in right now. And when you have a government that announces a $50 billion budget to fix the economy and doesn't know what to do 20, with $20 billion of that, that's a major, uh, major reason to distrust this government. And what we advocate is expertise, logic, and protections of democracy as the founding uh, 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 pillars behind our party. And it's a public movement that the people demanded, and that's what we're responding to. Billy, with roughly 80 days to go, mm-hmm. what do you reckon you'll get? Uh, I think the new Conservative Party is hitting 1% along with the Māori Party. What do you reckon you're going to get? Um, the, the Destiny Church or Destiny New Zealand Party in 2005 got 0.62%. How do you think the New Zealand Public Party is going to go with about 80 days left? Okay, so some quick numbers. Number one, so some of the other parties that you mentioned, like the Outdoors Party, they're tracking at 0. Um, 0.1%, so, uh, 0.1%, so they're not doing very well at all. So what we've done is we're very, we're very real. We've got some fantastic experienced political people behind, in our team that are working the things out, strategy, etc. And what we've seen is we've seen about over, we've, we've had over 700,000 uh, people peer into our, into our program and the message that we're saying. Um, out of that number, about 98% of that and slightly more are positive and the feedback is very strong. Um, but we've worked out that if we, if we were only able to convert 30, 30% of that, that would give us over 10%, just over 10% and the, and the number of MPs to go with that. One of the other things that, we, that we're taking seriously is the fact when parties first emerge to become, public, you know, become political parties, they need 500-odd um, registered members. And that normally takes months, if not a year or two, to get that. We did it in two days. We did... 700 people in two days. Um, a week and a half later after that, we're now at 2,200 registered members. Um, so they are, the momentum can't be planned that we've got, um, Brian. It's something that, that we, we, we will optimise, but it's an organic people's movement, and that's the difference. Um, we're expecting good things. We're being smart and we, um, in our approach to optimising the momentum and the organic nature of this, and we think we're going to go way past 5%. And... Should the crisis disappear quickly, and I don't think it will, mm-hmm. and people, let's say people vote for you, how do we know we're not just voting for what I call an emergency response party? Cool. So that's easy to answer that because we're not a one, we're not a one-trick pony party. The, the issues that we have here, they're endemic in the, in the government and the parliamentary system that, that manages our country. So even if the, the, the COVID-19 health crisis vanished, there will still be major, major residual issues that need to be fixed so that the government ends up serving the people and not the people serving the government. And those are the issues that 
are very, very uh, important to this movement. They sit in the heart of the, of the, of the party politic, if you like, and, uh, and what the people are saying. And the people of New Zealand are speaking to us loud and clear, and large numbers of them, they want to fix it up. And the COVID-19 health crisis really was the straw that broke the camel's back to push this movement forward. Well, Billy, appreciate your time. Um, thank you for standing. I think democracy is well served. We've given you the oxygen. Uh, I have to acknowledge there's definitely some momentum. And I understand when you had your rally in New Plymouth on Sunday evening, despite despicable uh, weather and, and all that, you had a good crowd. Is that right? It was absolutely jam-packed, Brian. Um, New Plymouth, Taranaki absolutely turned out. But all our meetings, we've done seven of them so far, Brian, and every one of them are chocker to the chuck it to the girls. Um, I turn up and I, quite frankly, I walk into these big massive ballrooms and, and conference centres and I think, how the heck are we going to fill this up? And hey presto, it's chocked a lot there every night and, and it, it just, you know. Should reserved parkier be uncomfortable that people are standing up and giving you a, a standing ovation? Is that, what's going on? I mean, we're not <laughs> used to that. I mean, should be we be frightened <laughs> by that? No, no, I think, I think really what it is, I think part of that is, is is relief and respite from the from the very real concerns. Brian, I get hundreds of, of emails and messages every day from New Zealanders, all sorts of New Zealanders that are absolutely desperately concerned at the behaviour of this government. They're frightened, they're concerned, and uh, they're worried about the economy, they're worried about their rights and freedoms, and they're worried about a Bill Gates vaccine needle being forced into their baby's arms. And that's why they're getting behind this message, because I offer them hope, real hope as someone that takes the affairs and put it, puts it in the, into an action plan to, to solve them and prevent those concerns being realised more, more fuller than what they are today. And if people come to your rallies, uh, are you resorting to a little bit of blues music or is it all talking? <laughs> it's all talking, but funny you should say that, Brian. Um, I, uh, I've, I've, I've had a few people that have said to me they expected to walk in and have me at least play a couple of uh, blues tunes or a couple of Steve Ray Vaughan numbers, but no, it's... Uh, it's pretty much in, uh, down to business for the, for the main part of the course. But however, I, I have said to myself that when we get into government, we will have to have a, have a big party and play some blues guitar for, for our supporters. And All right, and a shout out to uh, Hillary, Hillary Cleft, who we will profile in, in the days to follow. Wishing you all the best and thank you very much for your time today. My absolute pleasure and all the best to you, Brian, and the News Talk team in Taranaki. Thank Cheers. you.